communication, know your partner, know exactly what's going to help and not what's going to hurt. going on my mental medication family and welcome to part two of dating with a mental illness i believe this is episode 13 you guys are gonna have to forgive me today because i am exhausted i just woke up from a nap so <laughs> <laughs> i am your host melanie and uh, i'm gonna introduce you guys to everyone um in case you're a new listener so um my co-host chill what is up dude what up what up and my other co-host cat what's up cat meow's it going meow's it going <laughs> and my permanent <laughs> guest mickey what's up mickey i'm back at least you kick me off or get tired of me i'm here <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're just going to go ahead and uh, I hope you guys listen to part one. If you haven't, please go ahead and do so available on all platforms. And now we are on YouTube. So oh, now yeah. I have to do my hair, go watch that, I have to dress, I have to look oh, at the yeah. camera. Okay, so now can I do the whole like, subscribe and click the bell? Yes. <laughs> no. You may. No. <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and jump right in again. I hope you guys listen to part one of Dating with a Mental Illness. And please um, send me questions. We can always do a part two, three. So send me questions, send me comments, send me feedback. Um, and follow us on all major, I mean, all social media platforms at My Mental Medication. As always, I'll always include our um, Instagram handles in the description. So... Um, last time we left off is does having a mental illness make dating harder? Um, so then we're going to go into um, what are some challenges of dating someone with a mental illness? But yeah, it could be it could be difficult. It takes a lot of patience. Um, it takes actually wanting to be a part of that person's life to be understanding enough, depending on the disability or depending on your illness um being i know being married to me like i said in a previous podcast it's slightly difficult but it's worth it and if you feel like that person is worth it then you're gonna have to deal with quite a few challenges you might have to jump through a hoop or two but in the end result it might be worth it yeah i would have to agree like most of it it's it, it does it requires more like more of what you would normally put into to make a healthy relationship last it it generally requires more of that more patience more understanding more kindness more compassion it, it takes a little bit more and so you have to be able to be there for that person because unfortunately kind of no matter what it is that person's not always going to be able to mentally be there for themselves and so that's like whether it's the mental depression or anxiety, schizophrenia, their mental health issues. And so mentally, they're not always going to be 
on top of themselves. And so you have to be able to pick up that slack where they necessarily aren't able to. Okay. That's true. Definitely. I think Mickey and Kat kind of summed it up. Pretty much. That's, uh, yeah, I was just going to agree with the both of you. Um, for me, having severe depression and also having dated uh, guys in the past with depression and other mental illnesses, um, <laughs> it was difficult. <laughs> Um, very, very difficult. Um, I dated a guy that had multiple personalities. And when I first met him, like I told him like, yeah, you know, like I had depression. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, I have multiple personality disorder. And at first I thought he was just joking because he's always joking about things. And then it wasn't until like I started getting to know him. And I was like, wow. So today <laughs> I had a conversation with, I don't know, the, the third personality and he agreed to do this. And then now I'm having a conversation with the fifth personality and he's crazy and <laughs> he's like threatening me and yelling at me. So it's like, it was really difficult. It was something different. And then something that I've learned with other people with depression is like, that balance. It's like sometimes, you know, I can be having my bad days. Sometimes they can be having their bad days. And sometimes both of us can be having our bad days together. And yeah. that's when it becomes difficult because it's kind of like, okay, now we're both in this, this slump. So how is it, how are we going to maintain our mental health and each other's? Because at that point it, you know, we got to take, you, you can't help others if you can't help yourself. So, yeah. you know, you got to take care of yourself and then help others. And it's, 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 it's challenging. It's challenging. It's very, very challenging. But when you love someone, it's definitely worth it. And yeah, it's the challenge is more effort, more effort, more time, um, more un you, you gotta take the time to understand them and um, educate yourself and Please know what they yourself. need what they want um yeah but it's worth it like you guys said it really is so um okay so any other topics ideas questions anything on that before we move on to the next question nope no? y'all good Come on now, I'm the one that yeah. just woke up from the nap. Y'all got, come on, y'all got to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who should be like, come on. All right, next question, next question. Can two people with different mental illnesses have a healthy relationship? I'm going to let you guys talk about this because I believe it's possible, but I don't know how. So <laughs> but listen to you guys. I think it's possible. I just feel like, for it to be possible, we kind of have to worry about ourselves, you know, sit there and be like, well, how can we get better control of ourselves? How can we manage our mental health better so that we can be a healthy partner? And once we start doing yeah. that, and once we start worrying about ourselves being a healthy partner, and ourselves managing our mental health, then that's when we can engage in a healthy relationship with or without someone who has a mental health issue. And we can be with someone with the mental health issues as long as they're doing that, putting in that same effort and doing the same. 
Uh, but anyways, I think two people <laughs> with, uh, with different mental health illnesses, I think they could, uh, if they both are working on it the right way, then they could have a healthy relationship. But if they're not going to put forth the effort to both work on each other's problems, either together or separately, then it's not going to work out. Yeah, I agree exactly. with you guys. All right, Mickey, in, in the dark over there. Sorry. It was okay. really that right that thing. All um, right, come on. So yeah, I think I think so. I think I think depending on the mental illness and depending how hard both parties are willing to work towards a healthy relationship. It's gonna take a while to get healthy because both people need to understand themselves before they start to understand the other person. Therapy will be help. Separate therapy Big for facts. each other and then couples therapy. And then couples therapy, yeah. Yep. Even if you don't have a mental health, dealing someone with a mental health issue, having a therapy, a safe place to vent and talk about things will be important because they'll mm-hmm. help you come up with ways to cope and deal with it. As you know, and so it's important to have your own safe places to talk and then to come together and talk. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then I'm totally assuming, <laughs> okay, um, for someone like myself, then for someone who has tried so many different therapists and I'm exhausted because I have not found the right therapist. Um, I've said this in previous podcasts where they're like, you should just become a therapist yourself. I mean, like you seem to have all the answers and, I, and I'm like, y'all the therapist, I'm supposed to be talking it out with y'all. Like you're not supposed <laughs> to be telling me to go to school for therapy. Like, so <laughs> For someone, if, if someone was in my shoes, then would they, you know, I would have to, you, you guys are saying I would have to get help separately myself and then maybe couples therapy, but I've tried so many therapists. So then it's just kind of like, what if I can't seem to find the right help, you know, for my own self? And it's going to be the same way. I probably might feel the same way in couples therapy too. So then... It's kind of like, then what? Well, I think couples therapy might be different because of the simple fact that it's not just an issue that you have. It's an issue that you and someone else have that you work towards resolving that issue. Okay. So couples therapy would be slightly different because of the simple fact that it's two parties getting information from an outside source in order to improve you all situation. Okay. I can see that. True, true. I can see that. But then, then I, I, I still run into the issue with having therapy for just myself, though, individually. Yeah. So. And that's, that's difficult because I've dealt with that, too. I mean, I've, there's a reason I haven't had therapy in a while. It's not just that I don't like them. It's I have issues trusting them. And so... I just, you just, for me, I think like being self-aware and then doing the work on your own, like reading self-help books, you know, looking up Mm -hmm. the newest research and that kind of things. And then going to see a psychiatrist to get medication, you know, because they're psychiatrists, they're not therapists, but they do know like a little bit about it because they have to know enough to know what medicines you might need or not need. And so you can access a psychiatrist and then utilize the therapist 
just only give them like what they need to know. So that way you can get the proper medication and like you're still helping yourself, but it's like minimal interaction with the therapist. All right, you guys, sorry about that. We are having a lot of technical difficulties on this episode. Um, when you are doing something great, <laughs> <laughs> the universe, demons, or what, let me not say the universe, uh, demons and, and, and bad karma and all that is going to try to try to mess you up. So yeah, we're, we're having some technical difficulties. If you are watching us on YouTube, you're definitely going to see uh, pause and stop, pause and stop. I am not editing this because I want you guys to see the real, like what really happens, what goes on. Um, so yeah, so do we have any other um, ideas, topics, anything that we need to discuss as far as two people with different mental illnesses having a healthy relationship? Either of you guys? I don't think so. I think we okay. pretty much covered it. I think okay. So. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with everything that was said. Um, I do believe that with a lot of hard work and dedication that uh, two people with different mental illnesses can definitely make it work. Um, it's about knowing yourself, taking the time to know yourself and know what you need and also knowing your partner and knowing them and their triggers. Um, triggers is like one of the number one things that people need to learn because you know what may trigger me may not trigger someone else that has depression and not everything is a trigger. Just because a person is sad about one thing does not mean that they're depressed or going through a depression phase or stage. Um, so it, it, you have to know your partner and this is not even just in relationship although we're talking about dating but that's not even just relationship that's you know any any type what that's not just romantic relationships that's just any type of relationship because I know I've had friends in the past who always thought I was depressed always thought that different things triggered me and I'm like no I'm just mad because you being stupid right now <laughs> like that's all I'm not depressed <laughs> about it you know like <laughs> It's I completely cool. understand that. Like, it's cool. We friends. We gonna bump heads every now and then. Don't worry. Like, I'm not depressed over it. But yeah, it's just it's just knowing the person, you know. Um, that can that can be very frustrating when you have a mental illness and your partner or friend or whoever has a mental illness and you guys don't take the time out to understand each other. So, yeah. It could definitely work. There will be challenges, but get to know one each one another and yourself, and you should be fine. And communicate. We did a three-part series about communication. <laughs> communicate. <laughs> that's that's key. So we're gonna go ahead and move right along. Um, how can someone manage their own mental illness while assisting their partner with theirs? I think kind of goes in hand in hand with the last one. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just I was just about to say that. I said exactly. I think we covered a lot of that in with the last one because that's part of be having a healthy relationship is managing your own while also being able to assist them with theirs. At least in my opinion, you know, like even if you don't have a mental illness, dating someone with it that's having a healthy relationship with that is helping them manage their their mental health without it taking over your life, you know? And so while still having time for yourself and doing your things, you know, 
It's like just because someone has a mental illness doesn't mean that you have to become their caretaker. Right. True. I have something to say on that. Um, because you, you said you don't have to become their caretaker. And I remember when we were going back and forth via Instagram DMs and then talking about this episode, um, something that you said was so important about how someone with a, a mental illness, when they get in a relationship, the other person needs to understand that it's not always going to be 50-50 all the time um, mm -hmm. or 100-100, however people want to look at it, you know, all the time. Right. Um, you know, sometimes you're going to have to pick up that slack in certain areas when that person is going through their depressive episode and all that. And, um, and then it's important for that person with the mental illness to understand that their partner is not their personal therapist. Is exactly. not, you know, you can, you can vent and you can talk to them because of course that's your best friend, that's your partner. But at the end of the day, you can't, expect them to like you said be your personal caretaker your personal therapist and and you know be able to just lift that load off of you all the time yeah. um so yeah that that was something very important that you said but uh yeah, yeah. so um anyone else have anything to say about managing their mental illness and while assisting their partners? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you can. Um, whether your partner has a mental illness that has been diagnosed or not, um, whether you have a mental illness that has been diagnosed or not, if you're off, then you're off. You got an off day. Um, if you have been diagnosed or you know, you, a lot of people just know, um, they already seen a doctor and a doctor well it's a possibility you could know some people just know that this is what is wrong with me I know it's wrong with me I've got to figure out and educate myself how to manage it so trying to manage yours and at the same time having someone else a partner with or without a mental illness able to help you manage it not give you all the answers because they don't have the answers but someone to help you manage it is 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 easier um especially if that person is willing to understand your mental illness then it's easier to feel comfortable on a date or even dating somebody or being open or even having them as a safe space but like you said they are not your personal therapist you can't you can't expect for them to have the answers for you because they're educating themselves the same way you are trying to figure out how you can be more comfortable around them, how you can be more comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Communication. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Proper communication. Mm -hmm. Communicate. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Communicate. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that. Okay. So um, since we're on the topic, how can we avoid making our significant other our personal therapist? Get a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can't. He's like so straight um, to get a therapist. <laughs> um, I, I think it's important to like have your own spaces, you know? Allow your partner to have a space space away from you. 
you know? Allow them to go hang out with their <laughs> friends and not invite you along and don't get butt hurt over it, you know? Yes. Let, you know, mm-hmm. let them, if they need to sit there and lock themselves in the room for the night, let them, you know? Yes. nothing against you. Sometimes <laughs> you just need space away from that person. And as someone with mental health issue and with attachment issues, I know that can be devastating and hard to deal with and manage. But I'm also the type of person where if I need my space, I need my space. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I understand completely both sides of it. And so, and I've been in this situation where I wasn't allowed my space. And that is part, is what, part of what completely destroyed the relationship is the fact that if we were in an argument, I couldn't just walk away from it and go and calm down. I didn't have that power. And so it's just, people need their space. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm, t- I'm taking notes. <laughs> Space reserves your sanity. It really does. Um, yeah, you, you said, you know, that that space is key <laughs> because, okay, so I'm about to reveal something else about, about myself. Um, Mickey and I often have these conversations about marriage. And I see firsthand because so many people around me, so many of my friends in the past, associates, they're all in relationships. They're all, a lot of them are married. I see the hard work that it takes. I see, you know, and I always say like, am I really ready for marriage? Like I, 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 you know, I, I never know. Like one minute I'm like, I want to get married, you know, and just have that guy to be my best friend and, you know, and have fun and travel and do this and that and have kids and whatever. And then on the other hand, I'll be like, ah, but my space though, like, will he understand that I need my space? It's like, there's a lot of things about me. Like, okay, one, don't eat my leftovers. I know a lot of women be like, oh my God, he ate my leftovers. No, like my leftovers are my leftovers. I plan to eat those the next day. Don't eat them. Okay. You know, there's things like the bed, you know, we have our each our own side of the bed, you know, you stay on yours, we're going to get like a cow king to make sure we got enough room, don't hog all the covers, I'm guilty <laughs> of that, so <laughs> don't hog all the covers, you know, it, 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 we, we need a living room, we need a den, we need something, so then that way, you know, there's some days where I just want to sit in peace, I don't want to listen to sports. I don't want to listen. I don't want to watch a movie. There's sometimes where I just want to sit quietly and maybe play a game on my phone or read. There's sometimes where I just want to go take a walk, you know, and I don't want to have to leave and go to my mama's house and spend a night for a day, you know, or somebody else's house just to, you know, have that space. And, and, and so I often talk about that, like, how would my marriage look like? Because a lot of guys that I dated in the past are little bit clingy and it's just like oh leave me alone just just give me a day (laughs) just one day even a few hours just give me that so space is is very important it's something that I learned about myself too is that in the past you know I relied on my partner to make me happy and so that was one of the biggest mistakes that I made because it was like I would go through depression or I have so many problems in my life 
And so I expected them, like whenever I go hang out with them, it was like, I was happy, you know, they, they brought me joy. We would joke, we would laugh, we would watch movies. So then I, I started to expect that all the time. And when they couldn't give that to me, it was like triggering my depression and there was issues in the relationship and stuff like that. So I had to learn that someone else can contribute to your happiness, but they can't make you be happy. And you can't not rely. Yeah, you can't rely on someone for your happiness. Like happiness is within you. And that's legit. Like at first I was like, eh, but no, yeah, that's real. Happiness is within you. It's not a material thing. It's not, you know, none of that. It's it's in you. So yeah, that's something that I definitely had to learn. And so that's when my healing stage began and I had to learn how to manage my own mental health. So now that I know what I need and what I want, now, you know, when I do get a, you know, a significant other, I can learn them and what they need and what they want and be able to, you know, balance it out, manage both. So, yeah. Pretty much. I just, I had to laugh when you were talking about getting married because that's how I feel too. It's, I am, I'm absolutely terrified of marriage. And it's like, it's at the point now where it's like, I don't really want to get married. I just want to find someone I'm comfortable living with. Like that's, 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 that's that's what I want. You know, it's just, just, and it's like your own room. If I'm going to move in with someone, we're going to need like a two bedroom because I'm going to need my own separate room. (laughs) I I, I say that all the time about marriage. I'm like, do I really want to, I mean, like, yeah, it's cool, but I see so many failed marriages, and I'm just—I think that's what scares me because it's just like I've already been through way too much. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, if I find one and I'm in love, and uh, and next you know some problems happen, and then if he cheats, oh, if I get cheated on again, or if you lie <laughs> about stupid stuff, that's another thing I can't take. Oh. If, if you get cheated on again, I'll be like the body. <laughs> Cat! <laughs> it's already going to be gone. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't, I have trust issues. So, I, 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 yeah, I'm working on it. I'm trying, but, yeah. So, um, is that the last, qu- oh, no. I was about no. to say, wait a minute, I know that's not the last question. We do have two more. Um, what are some ways to help your significant other during a mental breakdown? Understand food. Did you just say food? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, wait, certain foods will make me a lot happier. Um, I'm I'm a fat kid. I love it. I love food. But I like, like certain somebody things, said you give him some ice cream, booyah. Man, you can't be sad to eat ice cream. He got a point, unless you like to hey, tolerate. It's impossible. Uh, I mean, then you might I've be saying. I've had some things <laughs> hit me where ice cream didn't help. Really? Yeah, Felix. I mean, that oh, nothing helped. Okay, yeah, no, that's oh. different. That's <laughs> like, yeah, cute. that. Yeah, no. So yeah, now there there's been some things ice cream didn't help. That but, that's different. Like losing a loved one. That's completely different. That's that's. But I had a lot of breakdowns, and so yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um. But so what are some ways to help? 
I guess it depends on like what kind of breakdown it is and your partner, you know, like, cause different people have different things and it also very much depends on what the trigger was, you know, cause mm -hmm. you, they, they could have anxiety and, you know, social anxiety. And so if they're out and about a way to help them through that would be to get them to a not crowded area, you know, with get them with less people. If it's like a depressive mm -hmm. thing, Kind of like what Chill said, but, you know, depending on the person, because not everyone is a, is a necessarily a foodie like that, you know? They could be the type of person where put on, putting on a funny video or a funny movie, you know, something that, you know, you know they can't help but laugh at would help cheer right. them up, but at least get them out of it for temporarily, you know? And so, because, like, I know it's like me, I've suffered from depression. Depressive days can last days and weeks. And so even if, you know, you just take an effort to help cheer me up for a day, that can help start, kickstart me getting out of that depression, you know? And so yeah, it's just, time. yeah, it just, it really depends on the person, you know, a lot of factors, the person, the triggers, and what the mental disability is. Completely agree with the both of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, because I'm, I'm a mixture of a, a lot of different things. But for me, it's like if I'm having I don't I don't know if I really have mental breakdowns, though. Like, I think my mental breakdown is more so of like, I'm sick of everything. I'm sick of everyone. Stop talking to me. Let me sleep. <laughs> like that is a form sleep. of a breakdown, like anxiety mm -hmm. attacks and nervous breakdowns. It's more than just like, you know, rocking back and forth and crying and lashing out. It is moments of irritability and anger and frustration and that that counts as like a mental nervous breakdown i know? stay and, irritated too it's so that's <laughs> that all that could time. be what you're having like especially when it gets really bad it's just your anxiety and all that stuff to the point you're having a nervous breakdown and you're irritated and irritable at everyone mm -hmm. and everything mm -hmm. i had one of those the other day where i had to just sleep i was like i'm just gonna sleep exactly. all day I'm not going to So that's maybe that's a way your partner can help you. He can be like, let's go take a nap. <laughs> Turn off your phone. Let's go take a nap. You know, True. And there's, some, there's some other things that'll help. But sleep is yeah. definitely one. <laughs> Food is another one. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get to know Mickey, your partner and learn. You quiet. No, I'm not. I was just talking. Barely. Burly, you got anything to say on 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 the on that one? Um, communication. Know your partner. Know exactly what's gonna help and not what's gonna hurt. Um, Sometimes the first thing people want to do is, well, you wasn't feeling that way yesterday. You was doing this, and you well, you know what? Today is a new day, and I've been through some sh some stuff that I don't really want to talk about right now because I'm trying to get out of this funk. And right now you're, you're giving me all horrible signs that you are not being supportive and helpful. So I don't want to be around you. That's not the kind of people you want to have around you. You want to have people that's going to be able to, all right, she needs some space. I'm going to give her some space. Matter of fact, I'm going to go make it icy. I'm going to give her half. She's probably not going to drink it, but screw it. Like, Something that's going to make them know that you care and you're there during this breakdown 
even if you don't know what to do. Mm. Just you being there. Yeah. Not yeah. making it worse. Yeah. That, what you said, that, that hit. <laughs> that hit all. <laughs> like, know how to help, not to hurt. I'll go back and re-listen, but to get the words right but yeah nah that's that's key man because I'm one of my love languages I think is like I'm a I'm a giver I love giving um and I not to be too specific um I don't want this person to you know be like oh she's talking about me but I, I just love giving gifts and so I saw like this person was going through like spout little spurts of depression and um, you know, was really trying to achieve some goals and had kept having setbacks and all this kind of stuff. And so I chose to just like, you know, you know, check in on this person all the time, make sure they're okay, and then give them a little gift to kind of celebrate, you know, their achievements. And instead of saying thank you, they're like, why are you always giving me gifts? And then the thank you came later. And it, that hurt me. It was like, I'm thinking of you. I'm doing something that you don't even do for me. You can't even remember anything about me. You've been knowing me all these years and still don't know me. But here I am. I'm being loyal to you. I'm, I'm helping you out. I'm buying you gifts. Just And not just to, you know, be like, oh, hey, I bought you a gift. No, it's like to help you, to let you know that somebody's there for you and thinking of you and is celebrating your just small goals and achievements. And you can't even say thank you first. Your first thing is, why are you always buying me gifts? So, yeah, know how to help and not hurt. Choose your words wisely. Um, and communication. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything that you guys said. And food. <laughs> <laughs> Learn what kind of food. Because, like, I mean, ice cream, fried chicken is that food for me. I can't be sad with fried chicken. Okay. Mine is chips and queso. Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of chips and queso, um, shout out to a friend of mine. I don't know if he feels comfortable or not with me saying his name, but um, years ago, he was like, oh, you just going to eat queso just like that? You just want me to warm it up? And I was like, yeah, this fool took it in the kitchen, added extra cheese, added some, some meat to it, some salsa and some other stuff came back and it was bomb i have never looked at queso the same <laughs> and he's never done that for me ever again so if you're listening to this because you know who you are i mention it all the time when we hang out or when we talk if you're listening to this i need some more of that queso so figure it out figure what you did out that day and i need <laughs> another some more i need some more <laughs> i think mine is pancakes yeah yours is dang <laughs> What's your favorite food? Don't come for me like that. Don't come for me like that. You guys, she will make pancakes uh, every day. Every day. If she could. Be good, though. Food doesn't really get me out of depressive states either. I gotta hop on my board. Yeah. Don't matter how sad I am. If I get on a skateboard, I'm good. Skateboard C. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to get into our last question. And then Kat also submitted a really good question.
questions um, to me today. So um, I'm going to read this and then I'm going to switch over to my other app and, and then, yeah. But anyways, uh, how can you safely break up with someone with a mental illness? I got the answer. You change your phone number, change your address, and uh -uh. <laughs> no, I'm playing. No, Don't do no. that. <laughs> I'm not about no, to play no. with you. Let's just be open and honest. I would, yeah, I would. I would do that. I wouldn't just change all my information. That would be so wrong. And then when they find me later, what am I going to say? Mm. No, I wouldn't want nobody uh. to do it to me. So I'm not going to do that to nobody. You got to. Yeah, somebody did that to me. I'm like, if I see it in public, I'm going to be like this. <laughs> and right? Wait for them to see me and be like, the you know what you did. I'm that's all I want to say. You know what you did. Just give them that crazy stare or a psycho stare, a psychotic stare. Like it goes back to the last podcast we did communication. Communication. You could do it gently though. Yeah. Since yeah. Since they have mental health issues, you know, you should do be a little more sensitive about it. True, don't mm -hmm. be so hard. I definitely made that mistake in the past. I did too. <laughs> don't ever hit them with the we need to talk. That will trigger so much anxiety. Man, don't hit nobody with that though. It don't <laughs> even matter if they got I swear hey. I hate that. Hey, we need to talk. Mm, no, you need to talk. Like <laughs> no, like I don't like, like hey, that we like, need to talk. talk. I, I like putting people with that. Yeah, we don't even be, yeah, they don't even be nothing serious. He's <laughs> 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 like, we need to talk. Like, right, oh like yeah, about tacos. <laughs> oh, uh-uh. Uh -uh. I wish that's what it was always about when people said that. <laughs> Tacos and burritos. Uh, right. Yep. If people said we need to talk, and then it was like, what is it? What do you want on your tacos? That'd be so much easier. If it's goes, like, we need to talk. Maybe extra jalapenos. And then they'd be like, I'm not the problem. You the problem. Yeah. Oh, and so it's supposed that, to be the other way around. Yes, it was. That is, I don't, I don't want to hear that, though. If I have a mental illness and you are about to break up with me, I don't want to hear you tell me oh, it's not you, it's me, because of the simple fact that it is 2020. I'm married, so I'm happy I don't have to deal with that, but if I wasn't, and you hit me with the, it's not me, I mean, it's not you, it's me, I might be liable to stab you in your foot. He said in the foot. I'm <laughs> trying to be PG. <laughs> I, just, I just think, yeah, it's not PG, Mickey. <laughs> Stabbing is definitely yeah. already. <laughs> Wait, can I say it in the foot? Yeah. <laughs> nah. Any movie that, that has a stabbing crazy. scene in it is not PG. No, it depends on how much blood is involved is with the rating. If it's a lot YouTube. of blood, then it's R. <laughs> YouTube. Bad. YouTube. You trying to get me kicked off of YouTube? No, because like, like, there's movies that have like stabbing and stuff. But <laughs> But there's not a lot of graphics, so it's still rated PG. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> Whole mail. 
they gonna be like, last the, the part one was actually legit. What happened to part two? Part two is just all over the place. We're we're in a, a tired. You just woke up from naps. <laughs> exactly, so that's what I was getting at. We all just woke up from naps and we're tired. Yeah. Our, if you guys are listening to this. It is 7.18 in the evening. We normally record earlier in the day. I'd usually get loopy <laughs> as the day goes on. That I know that's, yep. just, that's, that's my excuse. I shouldn't have an excuse. But, <laughs> but then I'm a night person. So I'm, I'm better yes. at night. So I, I don't know how that works. Maybe it's but you just, just like, woke up from a nap. So technically I haven't fully transitioned. So that's my excuse. Yeah, I don't know what's my little, excuse. She was a little hungover. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I saw them Instagram stories. I did. We getting off topic. <laughs> what's, yeah, what's Cass' question? Really back in. Really back. We didn't even yeah, fully answer Cass? the last one about oh. breaking up with someone with a mental illness. Did everybody answer? I know I didn't answer. But did everybody, everybody answer? answer? But I, answered, I did. But you didn't answer. You didn't oh, answer. so I'm the only one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's on me. It's yeah. on so we home. waiting on you. Yeah, we you. Oh, on you. Okay. Okay. Trying to okay. spend red money. Let the, <laughs> let the pro, let the pro come here. Oh no, I'm playing. Um, breaking up with mental illness, people. If it's if it's if, if it's me, if you're breaking up with me in the future, you know, hopefully I, I'm I'm done with bad relationships, and my next one is my last one, and we're gonna get married and live happily ever after. But in case that's not it, <laughs> um. If it were me, I would just want communication. Like I said in the last podcast, I've been abandoned. Um, I've been ghosted, I've been cheated on, all this kind of stuff, and I much I'm one of those, like, you know how women say, oh, just be honest with me, but they can't handle it. Some women, some mm-hmm. women, let me be politically mm-hmm. correct, I think it's politically correct. Some. Some um, but I love honesty, even if it hurts, I love honesty because I can respect you that much more. So if you mm-hmm. tell me, you know what, I'm just not really attracted to you anymore, that's going to burn. That's going to hurt. But guess what? You told me the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, if you tell me, you know what, this, this, we've tried everything we could and this relationship just ain't for me and whatever, whatever, you know, you need to say, cool. You know what? Thank you for being honest. Like, just communicate with me how you feel 100%. Mm-hmm. I can take it. Like, trust me. Like, I, I, I can deal with it. Well, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm just going to get upset and cry. Okay, cool. I'll cry and then move on with my life. Be straight. No hard feelings. But then if you yeah. lie, if you ghost me, if you do all this kind of other stupid stuff, then I, lo- I lose all respect for you. There's people that I lost respect for. And literally, I'm just like, when I see them, I'm cordial. But it's just, they, they get a whole completely different side of me that's not not good <laughs> it's more so just like hey how you doing yeah i'm good what do you want like what do you want let's get straight to the point i'm just checking in on you okay please don't <laughs> like it's right. one of those you know <laughs> I'm gonna say, that's nicer than i would do i'd be like if i lose respect for someone it's it's they hit me up it's why are you talking to me yeah you know and it, it, i i do need to practice some forgiveness and all that i still need to do that but it's it's, it's just like you you do you did something stupid and another thing that I don't like is when people do something stupid and then when they come back around, they don't never apologize for it. They just want to continue on like nothing happened. Like, nah, we got yeah. some stuff to talk about. Yeah. We yeah got that's some when stuff you hit them with the, can we talk? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I we have to talk to you. 
that yeah. George Mathis calls those kind of people crackheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, crackhead? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to add on to what Mel said about like, well, stuff's going to hurt. And that's important. It's like, yes, breakups hurt. But the important part mm -hmm. is to not make it hurt any more than it has to. You know, yeah. being straightforward and honest, saying, hey, look, I'm not really attracted to you anymore. As much as that hurts, that hurts a heck of a lot less than just, you know, giving them the cold shoulder and not showing them any affection and letting that drag on for months, for a couple weeks or months or whatever. Having them questioning and always doubting themselves, you know. Just be straightforward and honest and communicate with it. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's true. And, and don't you know, snap actually on told me that when I was ghosting that one girl um, who shall not be named. <laughs> you mean, no, I'm playing. <laughs> Communication. But, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, so... Kat's question went hand in hand with this one. We addressed, you know, um, how to safely break up with someone. How can we control our emotions and reactions when uh, we're breaking up with them or, or when they're breaking up with us? Sorry. So when we're breaking up, how can we control our emotions and reactions? Yeah, I can kind of explain how I came up with that question. But Go for it. Unfortunately, I will say I've seen this happen with a lot of people. And I can say I've, it's happened to me and I've done it to others as well, is where we tend we, to weaponize our mental illness to get the person to stay. I don't know how many times people with depression or suicidal thoughts will throw in, well, I'm just going to go hurt myself. Oh, I'm going to kill myself if you leave. And I feel like that that's important to not do because then that you're guilting and manipulating the person into staying when they don't want to. And that's not healthy. Yeah. That's that's a toxic trait. You're you're becoming the mm -hmm. toxic person within that moment. And I feel like it's important to not do that. Yes, people like with depression, suicidal thoughts and feelings of self-harm, we will fill those moments. And I feel like it's important to be able to communicate if you're feeling that way, but in a not threatening way. And it's important for the partner to understand if your part if the person is saying that, that they may not be saying it to be threatening. They may be saying it is, hey, we may need to calm down this conversation because it's triggering something in me. You know, mm -hmm. I need my space. Can we come back to it? And a really good way to tell if someone is doing it to manipulate you or if someone is truly feeling that way is ask them, say, okay, what can I do to help you? Do we need to call 911? Do I need to call the hotline for you? do we need to, do I need to get you some help? A lot of times, if they're just, you know, saying it to manipulate you, they'll stop with it. They'll be like, uh, okay, no, and then they won't bring it up anymore. But if someone truly is feeling that way, they'll sit and want to talk it out and whatnot. You know, even if it's, if you truly genuinely think they are, call the suicide hotline for them. Explain the situation to the number and say, I'm going to pass the phone to the person. Because oftentimes in that situation, we're not in the right state to make that call for ourselves. And so that can be, I'm still breaking up with you, but I'm giving you the resources to get you the help that you need if that's what you're feeling. And it's important if you're that kind of person to be open to that kind of help from that person, you know? Just because they're leaving you doesn't mean they don't still care. Correct. 
I don't really um, know the answer to this question. That's fine. So, something might come to you. I can't give much input because the last relationship that I ended was a friendship. And it was, she had mental health issues, but it wasn't one of those relationships where we were able to sit down and discuss it and like, look, this is this this is what it is. Instead, she was really violent, um, which was beyond her natural character. So right then and there, I could tell that she wasn't managing the issues that she was having. Um, she lashed out, not just at me, but other people, um, her coworkers. She did the same to them. It just got to the point where I didn't necessarily have to break up or break our relationship. It kind of ended with her not managing herself well. That happens often. (laughs) Yeah. More than than you know. Yeah, yeah, something that you said, Kat, I had to write down a note. Um, (laughs) I saw you get your pen. You saw me like... (laughs) So um, the whole I'm going to kill myself manipulation, yeah, I experienced that. And my ex would, we would get into an argument because at, at this point, okay, you know, everything, we, we was together for years. And at this point, I was fed up. I was um, embarrassed. Um, a lot of friends and family you know, thought that I was the bad guy in a relationship till they found out the real story. <laughs> and they saw for themselves. It wasn't me telling them. They saw for themselves. Um I was, how it is. Yeah, I, I, I was embarrassed. I was hurt. I was angry. And, you know, when a woman is truly done and fed up, that's when it becomes dangerous because she, she no longer cares. She's walking away. And I was at that point. And I, 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 I just you know, every time I'm like, you know what, I just, I can't do this anymore. Oh, don't leave me. Don't leave me. I'm going to kill myself. And he would use that as manipulation to keep me in the relationship. And I had to make a very hurtful decision. And I had to talk to him. And I had to talk to his mother. And I had to talk to his family. Like, I can't do this anymore. And he's going to threaten. He's going to say he's going to kill himself. I need you guys to look out for him because Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't stay in a relationship that I'm unhappy in. And back then I was very young. (laughs) I was very, uh, I I really didn't care as much as I do now. Um, So when we got into an argument and I was finally like, okay, that's enough. He's like, well, I'm just going to kill me. I'm just going to get a gun and blow my brains off. I said, let me do do it. I want to see you do it. Do it in front of me. And I called his bluff. (laughs) And that's not the answer. That's not what we should be doing. Um, I don't recommend that at all. But that's just something that I did. And I would never do that again. Granted, he didn't do it a lot today um but yeah like i i don't recommend that but it it, you know now looking back it's just like i should have never did that because what if you really did you know um but to 
control our our own you know emotions and reactions and all that is just like know yourself that's important like to know yourself and to know what's going to trigger you to know okay what this person said this hurt but let me not escalate my voice or elevate my voice, whatever let me not yell <laughs> let me not scream let me not argue let me not talk over them you know we need to talk and we need to listen to respond to them and to understand where they're coming from not no i'm sorry not listen to respond listen to to understand and then to respond um that's key but yeah just you know communicate and then also know yourself know when to walk away i had to learn that i had to learn to tell people okay you know what this conversation is getting a little bit too intense for me i i need to take a breather we can come back to this later um and yeah that that's all i really have about that is to know yourself so do we have any other thoughts any questions any comments any anything else that we want to throw um, in before this question kind of reminded me of something what's my uh mom's ex-husband tried to commit suicide when i was younger and he like blamed it on me and her so i guess like this is the closest thing i have to like that question like you know like a relationship that i kind of went toxic or whatever because mm-hmm. but like i don't know this is weird like i really know how to deal with my emotions about it um I'll say deal with them in a healthy manner. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people. No, I don't care about it now, but I mean, then I didn't know how to deal with it, you know? Right. Yeah. It's A lot of people do that for manipulation and it sucks. But then a mm-hmm. lot of people are really like, no, if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself. And they really do. And that's, that's the scary part. Yeah. But a it lot is. of people really do it for manipulation. And I really cannot stand those people. Like, I'm just going to be honest. I cannot stand those people. Coming from somebody who's been depressed, who had suicidal thoughts, and who tried to commit suicide more than once, I cannot stand those people who threaten to kill themselves to manipulate somebody else in their their mental state of mind. I I can't. I can't. Those people have mental health issues themselves that they need to manage. And they need to get help. Yeah, they do. So... Or just um, but I do feel like I do feel like though, like for some people, like with severe depression and that kind of stuff, getting those all of a sudden feelings. Oh, this person I'm leave is leave. I love is leaving me. Those abandonment. It those feelings can stir up feelings of you know wanting to die and self harm. But it's different than wanting to use it to like to manipulate someone with it. You know, it's different yeah. than just yeah. communicating this is too much, you know, like it's mm-hmm. stirring it up, you know, and then using it. I'm sorry, I'm hitting myself, but yeah, you guys get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just I feel like it's you. important to learn the differences between it, you know, when someone yeah. is saying it as a cry for help and then someone is saying it to manipulate. Right. Definitely. So that's what I was saying. It's a good way to cons- call the bike, calling their bluff rather than saying, go ahead and do it. Because my mom yeah. used to do that to me to try to manipulate me to feel sorry for her is what not is that she would try to threaten to kill myself kill her in front of me and i'd be like okay and yeah see and i i know that was wrong and um and i don't like people that threaten it 
because I, unfortunately, I've done it before in my past and I've grown from it. And it's gotten to the point where now if I tell you, and this is making me want to hurt myself, it is a desperate cry to stop the conversation. You know, mm -hmm. let me have my time to myself. Let me process my thoughts and then we can continue this later. I will respect the boundary that we're broken up, but we still need to talk and communicate and hash things out. Right. And I feel like that's an important thing, too, that also is that it's okay to respect the boundary and then come back to the conversation and finish it up when the person's in the right state of mind to handle that mm -hmm. conversation. Completely agree. Yeah. 100%. Even if it takes two or three conversations to get through it, that w what needs to be done, and it's about respecting each other's boundaries, you know? Yep. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap things mm -hmm. up. My alarm went off probably about a good 20 minutes ago. It's probably about a, a, a podcast is going to be over <laughs> an hour. Um, since suicide was mentioned, as um, usual, I like to put out the National Suicide Prevention Line, 1-800-273-8255. Again, that is 1-800-273-8255. And great news in 2022 there's going to be a three digit number in order to get that line. So it's going to be 988, I believe. Um, so then that way we don't have to like look up a 1-800 number anymore. So yeah. that awesome. is Yay. freaking amazing. I am awesome. I mean, I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. <laughs> um, You're right. You I'm are awesome. awesome. But you are awesome, though. So. But um, yeah, definitely reach out. Um, reach out to a loved one. Reach out to that 1-800 number. Um, you matter. I mean, I know everything always sounds so cliche, but you matter. And it's important to always remember that. So, um, yeah, that concludes episode 13, um, part two of dating with a mental illness. I'm so sorry for the, you know, the technical difficulties. I'm so sorry for the audio issues. I'm so sorry for everything that that's happening and that's going on. I'm sorry if it was boring, it wasn't what you expected. And I'm happy to hear if it was what you expected. Um, but I'm always open for feedback. That is something that I am always open um, to hear. That's the only way that we're going to improve. So definitely hit me up. I need to hear that feedback. Um, let me know what suggestions, what questions, what topics you want us to cover. And now that we're on YouTube, you can see our facial expressions. You can see what's going on. You can see everything. Yeah. So it might be a little bit more exciting. I don't know. Hit that but, button. Um, right? Like, comment, subscribe. Um, Apple listeners, rate us. Give us a five-star rating, please. Don't mess up. <laughs> Perfect score. Uh, give us a review. Um, I know I, I, um, I joined a few Facebook groups, podcast groups. Um, I'm going to shout them out um, next podcast because I need to write down. I don't have that information in front of me, but I definitely want to shout out a lot of new friends, a lot of new associates, a lot of new podcast listeners. I love you guys. Thank you for supporting me. I'm definitely going to take a listen to all of your podcasts this weekend. And last but not least, go to mymentalmedication.com, click on the M3 store and get your merch today. I am working on new designs. So that's going to be up hopefully by the end of next week. But um, yeah, definitely get your shirts, get your merch. Um, merch it up. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> 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 uh. 
<laughs> so, uh, for those that are just listening to the podcast, uh, yeah, chill stone just fell. Yeah, <laughs> I dropped y'all. That's all right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Um, and that's all I have for you guys. Take care. See you guys. Oops. See you guys. Talk to you guys next week. You'll see us next time. Yeah, they'll see us next week. Take care later, don't, y'all. Don't steal my stuff, Nikki. Sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>